0: Squadcast. The tag digital podcast.
1: Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Hello and welcome back to the TAG Digital Squadcast with me, Steph, and I'm joined by Nicola and Jack today. Hey guys. Hello. Hello. How are you? So Jack is a senior paid social manager here at TAG and Nicola is head of growth, if you didn't already know. She's all over our social, doing speaker sessions all over the world. So Viral. Yeah, she's gone viral. So, yeah, how are you guys? Good, thank you. How are you? Good, yeah, I'm great, thank you. Haven't never been better.
2: Yeah, good. Happy It's Nearly
1: Christmas... Christmas? Yeah, well, yeah, it is Don't nearly Christmas or it's after. after. <laughs> yeah, whenever this is going <laughs> to be released. Yeah. <laughs> Probably after the new year, but Merry Christmas, everyone! Um, so, got some quick fire questions for you guys. Break the ice a bit. Go for it. Nicola's used to these ones. Jack, we're gonna start with you. Are you ready? Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Big night out or quiet one?
2: Uh, big night out.
1: Mm, fair enough, okay. Nicola would have said that too. Yeah. I probably am a bit old now and um, I would have maybe said a quiet one. Um, okay, tea or coffee? Coffee. Yeah, nice, nice, nice. I agree. Christmas or New Year? New Year. See, now I've got the Christmas dream yeah. in here as well, but... Too much pressure Christmas? on Christmas? Yeah. Too much pressure on New Year. Mm. Yeah, depends. New Year, new me. Never yeah. happens. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Music or sports event? Sports event. Nice. What do you like to see?
2: Oh, good to see anything really. I'll like a bit of cricket. Uh, I'll go see the rugby. Yeah,
1: cricket's not that riveting. No, no.
2: But not a lot in Scotland either.
1: No, actually, no. that's a good point. We've got another Englishman here. What would you say, Nicola? To that one? What? Well, music or sports? Music. What would you like to see? Anyone that's got a soul-crushing ballad. Yeah, fair enough. Luke Combs. Yeah. Boop boop. Me and Nicola went to see Luke Combs. If anyone likes country music, then he is. Want to go see. Very good. Yeah. Okay. Quick five for you, Nicola. You ready? Mm hmm. Hoodie or sweatshirt? Hoodie. Ooh, okay. Mm. I wear hoodies at home a lot. Yeah, fair enough. I don't have enough. Maybe I should get some more. Yeah. Okay. Movie or theatre? Baby. Road trip or fly to a destination? Fly. Yeah, me too. I get car sick. Same. Read a book or listen to an audiobook? Audiobook. Nice. Squadcast. The Tag Digital Podcast. Okay, so today we're going to chat a bit about always-on campaigns. Exciting stuff, guys. Is that right? Is it? <laughs> Am I right? Yes. topic, as always. <laughs> yes, yes, classic. Mm. Okay, so firstly, for anyone who doesn't know what is always-on, we'll start with you, Jack.
2: So what I'd say is always-on is it kind of does what it says on the tin, really. It's a campaign that you run all the time. Um, yeah it's sort of what you use to hold a user's attention all throughout the year and then you can be the first in their mind when you're sort of fulfilling that requirement when they come to launch their event.
1: Yeah cool it seems quite an obvious one doesn't it but it seems that a lot of our clients actually don't run always on campaigns is that right Nicola? Yeah I mean it's one of these topics that
0: people don't like to think about the full year as a whole and are very much in their event cycle headspace and it's hard for them to think outside that so giving them a campaign that runs for 12 months can be quite daunting for people but it's such a simple strategy when you actually break it down onto why we do it
1: yeah and that kind of comes on to my next question which is why do event organizers need to run always on campaigns like what are the pros and cons of of always on Oh, I can start in terms of from my side. The
0: benefits are, and I always say to clients, that we spend so much time and money over like a 12 or 16 week period building this audience, building people into your marketing funnel that you're then continuously marketing to. And then when the event ends, we just stop. And you've just built this whole audience, spent all this money, and this audience is so warm. And it's just such a better strategy to continue to use this audience to your advantage continue to market to them throughout the year your organic posts are not going to reach them in the same way so it's keeping this audience warm so then we then come into the event cycle next year you've built this audience into the funnel and it doesn't take us doing numerous amounts of top of the funnel campaigns to build them back in again and it's so cost-saving to do that type of strategy
2: yeah, um, to come at it from more of a technical perspective as well, the platforms these days the thing which everyone's saying is sort of data, data, data. And the reason why why they say that is they're constantly collecting signals from users all the way along the journey. So if you can run a campaign for twelve months, you can imagine the amount of signals that you're gonna be picking up from all those users. So when it comes to that time when you're ramping up towards your event, you've got you've got sort of your Facebook, your Twitter's already, with all this data, ready to roll right then. So you can scale up quickly and they'll know how to find the right people for your event.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't really want to mention the pandemic, but I feel like after the pandemic, event organizers kind of changed their mindset slightly. They were like, oh, I didn't realize we should think out with the 12 weeks of our event marketing campaigns. And I feel like they've slightly changed their mindset. But then kind of gone back a little bit again and everyone's like, "Okay, let's go mad for those 12 weeks and then have a rest.
0: Yeah, it's very hard to shift marketing managers that are in the event sphere out of that 12 week, 16 week cycle that they have. Um, One thing that came out of the pandemic for sure is the value of data. And there's so many things going on around. I mean, I hate to say it, but the cookieless future and everything like that, um, which shows the value of data, and I use the cringy line to all clients: of data is more valuable than oil, and so they really need to tap into this. So, a lot of event organisers now have data targets within, side the organiser. So, not only do they have registration targets, they've got data targets, which is literally what
1: Always On campaigns encompasses. So that's one of the things that they have shifted mindset a little bit for. Yeah, okay, cool. And what type of content would you recommend promoting with Always On campaigns? Because maybe when a client hears about an Always On campaign, they think, oh, what, What? it's out with my event, what do I promote? Like, what would you guys recommend?
2: I think there's a, a few options really. I think the really big key one is listening to your audience. So that's going to be your sort of guiding line when you're creating your content. Look at what your audience is talking about. Use your speakers that you've got at your event and lean into them a little bit. You can also use them as a resource for content. There's loads of ideas that you can have of that. And when you've got that sort of really golden bit, take that as an opportunity to sort of gateway that content. So if you can have add a lead gen point at that sort of stage in your campaign, it's another point where you can sort of collect a little bit more data and sort of help out your event further down the line.
1: Yeah, and also it, it kind of helps you stay front of mind as well in front of your audience, doesn't it? Because it's so easy to go to an event and then they don't do anything else and you forget about them. Yeah. So then it's more difficult when, when it comes around the next year as well, trying to get people to go at the event.
0: Yeah, it happens all the time. Brand awareness is something that everyone continues to struggle with because even if you're huge within the event industry there's constant competitors coming onto the market getting closer to your dates so it's brand awareness throughout the year that's so important and yeah like what Jack said there's so much content that you can put out throughout the year that's so beneficial to this audience out with the event cycle and they still want to hear from you I think a lot of people think or events not for another eight months no one wants to hear from us and it's not the case at all
1: yeah and and i think they've got to think about what content's useful like jack was saying earlier what's useful for the audience not just kind of chucking out random content shouting at the audience people now are really conscious that they people really want relevant content now don't they
2: People are super savvy in the digital age yeah. for ads, but that is not to say that they don't want to see an ad. They want to see stuff that's relevant to them. So when you're looking at creating that content, that should be really yeah, forefront of it.
1: Yeah, and how I feel like this could be quite overwhelming for someone who's thinking at the moment, the way that organization is, it's just thinking about the event, promoting up before the event, maybe 12, 16 weeks. But then now they want to think about moving towards an always on campaign. How do you plan that? Where do you even start? question i mean it is it does take a bit of a shift in mindset
0: of you need to think out with the event cycle that you're in and start the whole planning process as a 12-month plan that's ongoing and if you're going to just plan for the event cycle you're always going to get stuck in this endless loop of just planning for 16 weeks so you need to expand it out Plan for the year, think about what your main targets are. If you have data targets, when are you going to hit them? When is you're going to get into your X-Prom cycle? When are you going to get into your prom cycle? And where are the gaps within that, that you're not attracting the audience? And it can be as easy as just planning out a timeline of 12 months and putting in the content pieces that you're going to push out within the 12 months and starting small in terms of a monthly budget that just rolls over and then linking that
1: all within your current, visitor and exhibitor promotion campaigns and do you think people think differently about visitor promotion and exhibitor promotion campaigns and like the length of time they need to be doing those um uh,
0: depends who you're talking to yeah, um, some people are aware of it's 12 to 16 can be up to 20 weeks for visitor promotion and the exhibitor promotion needs to start before that i think sometimes that overlap happens too often so it's having a really clear timeline of when does the exhibitor start, when does it stop, when does the visitor start, when does it stop, and giving yourself enough time for each objective to be effective.
1: Cool.
2: Yeah, again, from a technical side, that's exactly where what, the sort of thing that we'd like to see from our perspective in, in campaigns, in platform. You don't want to be sort of making quick, rash decisions. If you've got that 12-month plan, it means that you can sort of you know when those budget changes are going to be campaigns going to learning even when you're sort of putting budget on so we need to know that in advance so if you can say in x week's time the budget's going to be going up we can start that ramp early
1: i think as well probably if organizers are planning within 12 weeks before um an event and they haven't really thought about an always-on campaign they're probably panicking a bit when it comes to those 12 weeks so then they're kind of chucking budget towards the paid campaigns last minute and that then doesn't help the performance of the campaigns is that right
2: it's 100 percent that's right and that's sort of where and always on campaign is beneficial that you shouldn't have to be throwing more budget at it last second just before your event it should be sort of spread out over that year it's more of like that i think the analogy that you always hear is that tortoise and hare type thing it's the tortoise that we want to be in this sort of instance we want to be slowly trickling it across there's no point sort of throwing it all out at the end
1: yeah so tying in with that how would you really budget for an always on campaign do you think people organizers should start with their budget and then work from there on a month to month basis or what would you recommend
0: it depends how much flexibility you have with projecting your budget for the year some events get a budget set for marketing for the year some will get drips and drabs which can be a little bit more painful so it's thinking about if you're in the latter case where you don't get a, a full budget up front then you can have a monthly rolling budget so I think some people think you can't increase or decrease with Always On there can be some months where you have so much to talk about and you want to push out all this content so you can increase the budget and then decrease it another month other so that you don't have as much to say. So you can think about a plan of what monthly budget am I going to dedicate towards the kind of content always-on side of it. Whereas if you are in the favourable position of getting a budget for the year for your event, use that time to break down exactly how much you want to spend in each stage of the always-on phase. It can be better done that way, but both options are easy.
1: I can imagine it's probably a challenge for some marketing managers who have maybe got to get sign off from higher up in the business if it's a huge organisation or something like that. So I can imagine it's not quite as easy as saying, "Okay, let's get a budget for the year and happy as Larry, that'd be great. I'm saying this from a marketing manager's point of view. <laughs> um, so, yes. It's your own experience. Yes, um, this is pulling from my own experience. So yeah, okay, cool. So there's loads of good stuff there. Um, I think we could actually talk about Always On for a longer period of time, but I think this is a great snapshot into why organisers need t- to get on board with Always On right now. So thanks guys for joining us and catch you all soon. Thanks, Steph.
0: Thank you. <laughs> The Tag Digital Podcast. Listen to this podcast on Apple
1: Podcasts or Spotify.